Edge here, your direct sales expert coming to you live from sunny Southern California. I am also the host of Vicki Pitch Live, A Fresh Perspective. I have an amazing guest tonight and hopefully you guys can all hear me because as you know, we have had some tech difficulties that have been reverberating through us for uh, the last few weeks. So I really do appreciate you guys being here, sticking with us and identifying that this show is worth it, right? And we are valuable and I'm hoping that we're actually on the air because I'm getting some weird signals from them behind the scenes. Is that yes or no, Stacey? (laughs) I got some crazy production people in the background. So let me just get to introducing you to my guest. Now, I'm going to read this because Michael has a lot of really, really cool information. So Michael has played many roles in life, starting as an elite level basketball coach when he was 10 years old. I don't even know what that is, but we are so diving into that today. He's also been a teacher, property investor, and has owned and sold six businesses. He is the number one authority on referral marketing training and is a prominent keynote speaker, author, and creator of the Partnership Club. We have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. He also had some issues with some school systems that we're going to dive into. As you guys know, I have this little style where I like to kind of dig around in people's lives and find out what's going on behind the scenes besides just what you guys already know. So let me, without further ado, introduce my special guest, Mr. Michael Griffiths. Michael, how are you today? Very good. Thank you, Vicky. Great to be with you. Uh, really excited to get stuck into it and add some great value to, to the guys that are listening here. Oh my gosh. Well, again, we've had some tech issues going on. So those of you guys who are listening on iTunes, Stitcher and Blog Talk Radio, we really appreciate you downloading the episode. And again, it's always fun when you have little mishaps to see how you're going to get through them, right? Are you going to, are we going to fall apart? Are we going to get through? And that's one of the people want to see how you react to things. They want to know, are you going to be able to handle their customers? You're going to be able to handle their friends. Are you going to freak out if things go wrong? Are you going to just kind of handle it in stride? And so, you know, I'm so excited about about having you here, Michael. I mean, it's been a long time coming that we've been kind of chit-chatting back and forth. And so I'm just really excited that you, uh, that we finally got you here on the show, especially kind of working through, um, you know, the, uh, Australia, seeing as you're in Australia, the Australia, uh, US, uh, time changes and making sure that I, we could uh, work it out. Oh, I see Stacy Broke, uh, Dave Gonzalez and Melanie Weiser in the house. Welcome, you guys. Uh, really appreciate you being here. So first of all, we, I mean, there's so many things that we want to know about you, but I'm going to kind of dive into what I usually do with asking like a iceberg question, right? And so I want to know with all the connections that you've made, who's the most influential person that you've met? And that could be your version of influential. It doesn't have to mean, you know, something that someone else could consider. What's the, who's the most influential person you've met? Yeah, lovely. Um, <laughs> and a nice, nice one to, to start off with. And um, I, I think most people would probably be sort of expecting a a well-known name or, or something like that where I probably go back to I think just about day in, day out. We meet so many amazing people that have so many amazing stories that puts life back into perspective and, and puts things back into, you know what, you're actually not doing real bad and and you probably just need to um, look at it from that perspective rather than being so hard or so tough. Um, and I was saying to people, obviously, the Easter weekend has just happened and, and the simplicity of, of Soph, who's three and a half and understanding now what the Easter bunny is and <laughs> has understood what chocolate is, but um, little things like that where you just go, yeah, you've always got something to learn day in, day out. So I reckon um, 
it's it's the people we meet that they're not big names. They're they're doing their little thing, but they're changing the world their own little piece. And I think that's what when I sort of look back at that and, and every day can go, yeah, wow, that that person's just doing their little bit. The majority of the world don't even know that they exist yet. The lessons that they can teach us is so profound. Absolutely. So is there anybody that you can specifically think of and said, you know, this person touched my life or this person, you know, just made some, you know, specific difference? Yeah, uh, it's it's probably if I was to go to one person, um, it, it's probably the Robert Kiyosaki, rich dad, poor dad, after reading that for the 11th time, <laughs> finally sort of click and go on. And it made you start to think, hold on, you've got to have pillars. You can't rely on one thing or put the eggs all in one basket. You, sure. You've got to have different things taking place. And it, it's probably that that has set us up in terms of yeah, understanding share markets and understanding um, the, the global scene and understanding property, um, not only just in our country, but all over the world, as well as understanding assets versus liabilities. And so that's probably had the bigger effect of thinking to make us um, think in the way that we do, in which then business is just a part of it. The, absolutely. Well, you know, and, that, and that's a really good way of looking at it is identifying, you know, it, it's the shift of things that are going on and what is it that's, you know, changing my life. And like you said, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it's a great book and a great opportunity for people to look. As a matter of fact, my son's school, they actually have a, a kid version of it and they actually are reading that in school to try and it's a school of arts and enterprise and they're trying to teach kids in some schools as a charter school how to think differently, right? And how to start looking as an entrepreneur and starting to try and build things, you know, from an entrepreneurial perspective. And so, um, you know, we entrepreneurs look at things differently, right? It's not always what you're getting out of that, that whatever that is right now. It's what is coming in the future. How are you building on a business, on a brand, on a culture, on, uh, you know, a new perspective? You know, how are, what are we learning? And so I really love that about, you know, what you're kind of bringing to the table and, and how you're trying to, you know, deliver that information. Now, I understand that there's still some sinking issues. We're still not sure what's going on there, but guys, if you refresh and check it out, perhaps again, otherwise remember, it's just like, um, you can think of me like Bruce Lee and just think of all the value I'm delivering in between those uh, crazy movements of head and hands that are not in sync. <laughs> so again, we really do appreciate you guys being here. I see um, Adam Nally is in the house and um, I'm not sure who else is there, but you got, again, we already said Dave Gonzalez and Melanie and Stacy, and thank you guys so much for being here. And again, even if we're out of sync, do me a favor because I noticed that the uh, the caption is not there again. So if you guys share it out, maybe you could put something in that caption. We're actually going to be having a drawing today. So I do want you guys to grab that link. Um, Michael has very graciously uh, put up uh, one of his items. It's, I think it's a $247 value. And so it's really... And I pulled this hashtag. I got to make sure I give it to you right. Hashtag refer me 17. R-E-F-E-R... M-E number one seven. Okay. R-E-F-E-R-M-E one seven. So grab the link and share it out on Twitter for me. So one of you guys will be able to win the amazing value that he's delivering here today. And again, as you share it out on, on Facebook, make sure you put something in that little box. It says, Hey, it's Vicky and Michael. They're here. You know, your peeps, they're here. So uh, people will know. 
All right. So Michael, we are going to talk about, um, you actually, we, you know, we always talk about programs and, and, uh, community. Community is a really important part of referrals and networking and, and that kind of stuff. And so, you know, you and I actually met through someone that's in one of your, I think you got to move the other way, my friend. Scoot over the other way and you'll be centered in that mind. <laughs> Right at that whole left right thing. Those of you guys have downloaded the podcast. You can't see all this behind the scenes stuff, but we're trying to fit into the boxes, slide to the left, slide to the right. It's like the electric slide we got going on over here. Um, so, uh, Carolyn Gialamas actually introduced the two of us. I believe is she in one of your programs, Michael, or did she come in and meet you with something? Tell us a little uh, bit. About yeah, no, Caroline's part of Partnership Club. Okay. Yeah, so that's right. We, we have a lovely introduction there through through um, Carolyn. Uh, I'm, I'm getting used to pronouncing the Carolyn rather than Caroline. How right. we here in Australia. <laughs> uh, I, I told her that the other day that I'm working hard on making sure that I pronounce it right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we got to get together and find out more about each other and, and how we can help each other. And uh, to me, it's it's a part of business that we, I don't think we do enough. Because in the end, so many people can help us if we just took the time to have conversations with other people. Absolutely, and I love that because, and we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot more about it in a minute. But I see Stacy. Yes, Stacy Lynn wrote "Refer Me 17. So Stacy Brayuka, it is not a, a .com. You're gonna grab the link for this broadcast and share it out on Twitter using the hashtag "Refer Me 17 and that's how we'll be using TweetDraw uh, as a way to identify who is going to win the p- product package tonight. So thank you guys for grabbing the link here um, up that little URL at the top. If you grab that and pop. It in. If you can't, if you can't grab the URL, just put facebook.com slash Vicky Fitch one and people will find they'll at least get to the right page. So as long as you use that hashtag, you're good to go. And we really do appreciate you guys for hanging in there whenever we have tech challenges because you know, it happens, right? It is a technology driven world, but uh, we, you know, it happens. So yes, yeah, so Carolyn, um, you know, in, introduced us. And so really quick, um, part of, you know, part of building a business networking is building a community and we have a great community um i have my facebook group like you have one it's called the entrepreneurial rock stars and um that is a place where people can come and give at least as much as they get and you know if you guys go to uh facebook uh, go to vickyfitch.com slash freebies you can click on the link there and you can actually join us in the rockstar group and we would love to have you because we're all a bunch of people that want to give at least as much as we get and we're going to learn some new tips from Michael today about how to um, working through referrals and creating a, a community that will help to build a business and a brand. Randall, if you could put that um, that little screenshot up, that would be super. There you go. So we would love to have you guys uh, in the community and then we can af- have you on actually as a cameo appearance in here where we can introduce people to your business and your brand and give you a little bit of exposure, which is exactly what Michael's going to be talking about today is how you network and how you expose yourself to other people. Uh, so when they know what you do, they have an opportunity to help you. Okay. So Michael, tell us, we're going to go back a little bit because you have some of these great stories. I want to know, first of all, about your childhood. Like you, I mean, where did you grow up? You grew up in Australia. Did you grow up somewhere else and migrate there? Tell us about who you were when you were little. Yeah, lovely. Um, Yes, I grew up in Melbourne. um, So that's another city. We're up in Sydney at the moment. Um, I suppose growing up... Um, I'm just trying to count. I probably lost count. Um, we, we moved around a fair bit through, through dad's work. Um, so we lived in Papua New Guinea. We lived in Canada. We lived in parts of the UK, lived in South Africa. 
Um, not that I remember a great deal of it. I just know that we we remember um, we, we certainly travelled a lot. Um, probably the, the things that stick out for me is um, having having the the river through the back of our property in Canada go to ice. We don't live in a place where snow and ice really happen, so mm-hmm. that was that was fairly neat. Um, the Canadian geese stand out and, and them honking away. That's not an animal that we tend to see. <laughs> um, squirrels is another thing that stand out. And uh, funny enough, when we were in LA just um, the, the other week and I said to our, our group there, I said, do you actually have squirrels in LA? I've never <laughs> seen them. Uh, for the last Once I've been there, I've never seen a squirrel. And we walked outside to go get lunch and what was there in the park, Um, a a squirrel. So funny how the world works. Um, In Papua New Guinea, uh, remember getting stuck up a coconut tree um, and (laughs) rescued. So sisters and a younger brother, um, it it was certainly nice times wherever we happened to be and and probably – Allows allows the perspective of different things because we've already seen a lot of different cultures and a lot of different ways that people lived, and um, so it was nice. Um, sport was a big part growing up, um, so so played elite level basketball until three knee reconstructions at 17, 18, 19, Ended oh. that that path, um, oh, no. but always enjoyed um, coaching and, and teaching other people. So we did that from a from a young age and um, in the end went through to, to coach at state level, national league level, uh, collegiate level over there in the US, um, high school level over there in the US. So uh, I always thought probably teaching and coaching was going to be my life until sort of things changed in 2007 and we went into business. Wow. Well, see, and then as you're talking about that all, but you you actually were coaching when you were 10 years old. That's what I read. Did I read that wrong or is yeah. that correct? Yeah, no, that's right. So I was uh, playing playing under 10s um, in, in the, the top division team, but then um, the, the fourth division representative side didn't have a coach. So I went, well, I can do it. I can just teach them what I'm being taught. And uh, most most of those children were sort of seven and eight years old. And um, so that sort of started the, the coaching where I just went, well, I can just learn what I'm being taught and I can teach them the same thing and then they have a coach. You know, I love that because in, you know, I came from the direct sales industry and I always call that training in tandem is that don't be afraid to bring other people on kind of like what you're doing with, you know, teaching people how to build referrals. Don't be afraid. Just go learn in tandem. I mean, you know, somebody, if you have a question, ask somebody, they can ask somebody else and deliver the information to you and everybody gets to learn. So I think that's great. But wow, what a powerful testimony though, as a 10 year old to be coaching other 10 year olds, because let's face it, most 10 year olds (laughs) are pushing other 10 year olds around. They're not listening to what you have to say or, or, or finding value in it. So you obviously had leadership experience from a young age, whether it was, was that taught from your parents or is that something you felt like you had inherent in you? Um, no, I think it just developed. Um, and, and we probably don't think too much of it when you, when it's actually happening or you, or you're really thinking about is, um, teaching and doing something that you love doing. Um, and, and I remember it's probably, you know, 10, 10 years ago now where um, we were talking about it with someone else and I sort of looked back and went, eh, well, maybe that's why I have as a teacher 
such great relationships with with the parents where for most teachers speaking to the parents um they absolutely hate and can't stand right. where i was doing that from such a young age that it was just a natural thing to do um right. so i probably don't think really a great deal of it other than um i was doing something that was fun i got to um run around with them and they got to learn and so yeah not too much thought of it until probably later down in life but uh, it certainly helped in the pathways of, yeah, I suppose, being a, a bit more of a, a natural leader rather than a follower. Right. Well, you know, and I think that's great because that's, like I said, that's showing right now that people, we can change, we can adjust, we can watch, we can grow. And, you know, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. Now I see Vicki Hankey is in the house. Welcome Vicki for being here again. Thanks guys for sharing the broadcast out. And again, put something in the little thing. You can hit the copy link and then put something in there for us, hit the copy link and make sure you tweet it out using refer me 17 as your hashtag. So we can uh, pick a winner at the end of the evening tonight where you can win the prize that Michael has set up for you guys. So, um, you know, uh, let's talk about this college thing. You know, when you said like, I'm, I'm college, you, you taught at the college level, the collegiate level. Did you also wait, were you playing in high school and then college, or you were actually coaching them when you got older? I know you said you had some surgeries when you were at 17, 18 years old. Tell us a little bit about, uh, that part. Yeah. Um, no, so that was, um, well after, well after uh, my playing career, so that okay. that finished, and, and so coaching was a natural thing to do um, okay. to to stay around the game. So um, coached uh, in in a WNBL, which is like your WNBA there in, in Australia. Uh, a lot of uh, the top top players here play over there also. So coaching at national league there, uh, beat at two Olympics as an assistant coach to to the Opals Australian team. Um, then in two thousand three. Came over to North Carolina, uh, where I was teaching. Teaching's the way that you you get to go over and do these fun things, and then you get to sort of prove yourself as a as a coach. So uh, I was coaching there, teaching high school math and coaching the high school team, as well as then working with uh, various colleges, including UNC, um, while doing the high school the high school program. So that was 2003, four, five, um, six, and then 2007 was when we returned back. Because you rattled off like we've been in South, <laughs> here in Canada and, and uh, South Africa. And like, do you know, do you have a count? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> there's probably not too many places that we haven't been to, whether, uh, whether as a child or an adult. Uh, and it's probably something which, especially in, in Australia, which – I probably didn't understand or appreciate as much when we lived in the US. Um, a lot of the times, the people we came across, they were lucky if they even went out of their own county, let alone their own right. state. Right. Um, where here, if I take, let me take Sophie, our little one, who's three and a half, and she's been to one, two, three, four, five, six countries already, um, wow. understands <laughs> what they're all about. She, she was over with us in, uh, in, in LA, well, literally five, six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, can talk about the difference with where Canada is to where America is to where the West Coast is to the East Coast. And, oh, but wow. that just comes, I suppose, from giving experiences. And, and I think in Australia, that's the sort of experiences we have. We're away from everywhere else. We've got to travel. So we just get used to traveling. Um, <laughs> And, and therefore, that sort of stays with us and we continue to do it. 
I love it. And I see Mr. Tim McVeigh, another Aussie mate, is in the house. And uh, he says, yeah, no, means uh, no in Australia. <laughs> so when you say, yeah, no. Okay, so we're, we're working on that. Do you know, I, know, I don't think you know this, Michael, but I actually have my honorary Aussie status. I had to yeah. work at it. I don't know if I told you that, but I had to work really hard at that. <laughs> nah, yes means yes. And yeah, no means no. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to you guys are so funny. Okay. <clears throat> so there is a lot of, um, you know, you're, you're talking about teaching. So teaching became this natural thing for you. So were you an actual teacher besides just a coach or actually a teacher? What, what, what did you teach in high school or was yeah, it? No. Okay. So, uh, went through degree in, in bachelor of education. So qualified teacher. So teaching, uh, both primary school, um, here in Australia and then high school math. And um, that pretty much where where we sort of um, stuck with. So that was ten years, yeah. So ten years of life of, of being a teacher while while coaching. Um, it was sort of made it easier to be a coach by being a teacher because your hours were literally nine to three. So you could have practice in the mornings, you could have practice in the afternoons. It wasn't like your typical nine to five type job, which consumes your whole world. So teaching was the sort of the, the nice profession that allowed you to be a coach. Um, so well, it was really, so the teaching was the side hustle and correct. the coaching was the real, I gotcha. That's yeah. what you really loved. That's yeah, correct. Um, so like it, the, they would not have let me into the US over in North Carolina if I said I'm a basketball coach because right. they would have said, so is everybody. But, um, <laughs> when, when you said you could teach high school math, they went, oh, hold on, we don't have many of those people. Please come and help us, right. and then we can do the other stuff. So that was sort of the way in. Gotcha. Well, you know, like when we're talking about getting in, from what I hear now, I haven't been to Australia yet. You know, I'm I'm planning on going this year, although I hear it's pretty tough to get in. They're like, they want to know what day you're leaving before you get there. Like you're coming in, you got three days, then you're out. So do you find that it's the, um, that that immigration process has been a help or a hindrance to building your business as you're, you're networking? Now, I know you're international, but I know that you coach people that are in your own country. So how did, how did they feel? Is that is that something that's really benefited them or you feel like it's been a little bit of a, more of a challenge or do people use it as an excuse? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a great deal of a challenge. And, and funny, you've just brought that up because we've just um, had a policy change overnight with um, our visas, our 457 visas, which uh, allow people to come and work in the country. So um, there's been a big change around that um, overnight. So funny that, that you've just sort of brought that up there. Um, I, I don't think that it's it's really any different to how I see the US and how uh, we've never had a problem coming into the US. Um, where and, and and I think it's the same. It's the people who who are trying to find a way to rot the system, mm. and and if that's what you're going out there to do. Where you're going to have problems, right? Um, I, I think there's so many ways when you get good knowledge and good good people on your side that in the end you're getting the right sort of information. That yeah, I, I don't think it's hard to do business in other countries when you find good people who know what they're talking about to give you the right sort of advice on what to do. 
That is a, a great thing there. And Marsha here is here and she said to say hello to you, Michael. Hi, hey, hey. Hi, <laughs> I love that. And, and I think that you're right. That's a really good point and a segue into, into connections is that when you're trying to go somewhere, trying to do something, whether it's trying to get into a country, work in a country, or just understand the culture so you can actually help support your clients in that country and what's the same and, you know, how you can, you know, how you can build that, um, you know, that base and that trust because it is different in different countries. You know, certainly um, Arab countries have a totally different way of dealing with women, for instance, than, um, you know, than the more modernized countries that are that are here in like the US and, and Australia. So that, you know, I love that whole networking, you know, opportunity. And I imagine with your traveling that you have created relationships with people in some pretty amazing industries. Yeah, so so true. And and whether you're traveling or not, these days with social media and, and with the ways you can connect with people, it's so easy just to and just a simple example, find somebody on, on Facebook that is in the sort of industry or sort of business that you'd like to be able to talk to, and all you have to do, send them a message. They either respond or they don't respond. Most right. people respond and you go, Great, so let's just jump on a call. Zoom is free for, for people up to fifty uh, participants in under 40 minutes. So it's not as if these days you've got to even be present in a place to be able to grow and build a, a network of, of great connections all around the world. So, um, yeah, today is it, we've just got the power at our fingertips like we've never had before, yet I just don't think we utilise it anywhere near enough um, in terms of having meaningful conversations with people. Well, you know, I think that you're absolutely right. I know for me that, um, you know, live streaming, for instance, when Periscope came out, I mean, that's where I started networking with people all over the world. Prior to that, I had uh, clients on, in the United States on almost every state, but I didn't have people outside. I mean, I had a couple contacts because I had a team in Canada and stuff like that, but I didn't have, uh, the, you know, clients in six different countries because I didn't have the exposure to them. I didn't have the, you know, the reach because I didn't know someone to know someone and didn't understand maybe as effectively how to use social media to reach over those boundaries. But live streaming and, and this like platforms like this, you know, originally when Periscope came out, um, I met some really great people. And then when Blab came out, then I got really connected with those people where we'd be on screen just like we are now, but two other people in the box talking and laughing and letting other people in and, and just creating the most amazing relationships. That's how I met, you know, Joel Kahn and Ted Rubin and, and Mike Stelzner. I mean, we, you know, just creating uh, relationships. And like you said, whether you get on a Zoom call or whether you'd pop into a social media platform or, or come on a broadcast like this, people start to know, like, and trust you from seeing that one-on-one, -on -one, from connecting with you. It's it's even more effective than just a telephone call, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. No, so, so true. Um, and and really, there's just no excuse anymore. Um, the, the only excuse not to be able to do it is that you can't be bothered because it, it's got no cost around it um, and, it, and it's got no technology around it. It's just purely can I be bothered doing this or not. Mm -hmm. I, and I agree with you. And I, I know, you know, there's a lot of times I totally get, cause I'm super busy, just like you are, that we're busy. We're, we may be too busy this week to do it, but we can schedule it in. We can find a time if it's important to us. And, and that's why I know people get really mad and people say, I don't have time. I don't have time. 
we it's it's not that we don't have time it's that we've got different priorities that the priorities are set and it's okay own your priorities right if your priorities are whatever that project is you're doing or your kids games or or x y or z own it but don't yeah. pretend that you don't have the time just own it and say you know what it's it's not my top priority i love you man but it's not you're not my top priority and just be honest and then because i think then we start to really understand those connections and the value of the connections and i think that that it does and this is kind of a tender spot that i wanted to kind of bring up and ask you about is that that some people are starting to recognize that that my time is really valuable and so i am picking who i'm going to spend my time with i am picking um you know more selectively because time is limited so how what advice do you have to people regarding that because i know you have a great little handout and i'm i want to get the name right cuz i read it today and i thought it was really good the 10 laws of creating million a million dollar network and i think that's kind of a segue into that so tell us what you think about that um you know the the relationships and the, the time that you spend and who you spend it with yeah lovely um and people probably have heard the five closest people that you're around the average of their income will be the average of your income. So people might have heard that said before. It's been written a few times. Um, when, when I look at, and, and it's probably, what, 2000, 2012, 2013, and, and I look at the people who are around then versus who I'm around now, mm-hmm. completely chalk and cheese. Mm-hmm. And that's because of the decision we made to be around a different type of person. Now, that doesn't mean the other people were bad people. It just didn't serve what we were trying to achieve. So I suppose in the end, you've got to work out what is it that you actually want to achieve by being around people. So we couldn't invest in Australia. I wouldn't be able to do that unless we were around people who could give us information on how to do that. I can't work that all out myself. So therefore, you've got to constantly just work out who do you need to be around Right. Understand. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, Rick. I was just going to say, understand the better quality of person, the better quality of question, and therefore the better quality of conversation. So, yeah, I I know our conversations have gone from very much around day-to-day stuff where you sort of just go, who cares, (laughs) to conversations and questions around what's next and what does – what's going to happen down the track, which are much more meaningful conversations than what the weather is or who won the football game. Well, you know, I think uh, there, if I might be wrong, but I thought that that original thing about the five people that you're around is that you basically are an equivalent, not necessarily the financial equivalent, but I thought it was the emotional equivalent to the five people that you spent the most time with. And I could be totally wrong, but I think either one is really kind of a valid, um, a, a valid est- estimation because if you're hanging around and this is, and I want, I don't want to get any hate mail from this. I'm being honest and I'm being vulnerable here, right? Is that if you're hanging around people that work at McDonald's, then, you know, not that own it, but that work at McDonald's, the input, the value that they're delivering is going to be on that level about, you know, and customer service. That's great. They're going to be give, able to give you information on those topics. But if you're hanging around people that own McDonald's, they have more entrepreneurial information to share. So it's not that the the value of the information is better or worse. It's different. And when you're an entrepreneur that is trying to expand your level, expand your business and the capacity, you need to reach up and and reach out to people that 
have some, you know, more of what you're looking for to bring into your life. So you, you have more of a, an arsenal of information to draw from. Would you agree with that, Michael? Or just yeah. Yep, no, spot on. Um, and, and again, today it's not hard to be around people who are of a of a quality and of a standard you want to be around. Um, with YouTube, with Facebook, with with everything that's out there, it's mm-hmm. easy to be around those sorts of people more often. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's events oh, nearly every day that you can attend. There's webinars nearly every day that you can attend. Mm-hmm. So it's not as if that these people like in the past were hidden and that you had to uh, expend an awful lot of money to be able to be around these sorts of people. That's not the case. Um, and and I, I'm a big believer. I, I sort of always want to be the, the dumbest person in the room because if I'm the dumbest person in the room, I am learning an awful lot that I can take away. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as I'm the smartest person in the room, I probably need to go and change which room I'm in. Well, yeah, and, and that has some value too. I'm going to tie this in really quick to a, a sponsorship piece because, um, you know, Social Media Marketing Day Denver is coming up in June, June 30th. And again, I was just talking about Joel Calm and Kim Garst is speaking there as well. I'm speaking there. Aaron Sell, Mia Voss. Um, I know Courtney and Brian Kramer are coming. It's going to be a fantastic event. And when you look at stuff like this, uh, it's an opportunity for you to be around people that are leveled up or that people that are that you want to expand your growth and capacity too. So I recommend that you guys come and, and see me there for sure. Um, you guys can see from the, if you take a screenshot there, for those of you who are on iTunes and Stitcher, it's S, uh, the hashtag we're using it is SMDayDen, but the website is www.socialmedia, wait, socialmediadaydenver.com. Social media I hope I got that right. I will put it right in the show notes just in case I goofed it up, but you can use the code Vicky to get $10 off. And I hope because the prices are going to go up soon. I hope that you guys will go because this is a great example of what Michael's talking about leveling up your business, leveling up and being around people who are rock stars in their industry, rock stars in social media, um, you know, best selling authors, there are, um, you know, TED talk speakers, there are entrepreneurs there. I mean, again, the people that you want to grow around and like Michael's talking about, um, that as he's talking and telling you, you know, you want to be, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You want to be around other people that have expanded their knowledge and their influence in areas that are a little bit different than yours. So I highly recommend that you guys come. Um, I would love to hang out with you. I might even do what, uh, I'm going to be in there early. So I would love to do a meetup with some of you guys. So message me, um, at Vicky underscore Fitch and, uh, send me a message and let's go ahead and definitely plan that because I will be there the week before that as well. So, you know, as we're talking about that, Michael, I'm sure that, you know, social media has been a a catalyst in growing your business as well. What is your favorite social media platform and how have you used it to grow your business? Yeah, I I sort of, (laughs) without offending people, um, (laughs) my um, take on it. So I think people need to be on, on Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I think I think they're the six that they have to be on. If Snapchat, Pinterest, you need to be on those other six because you nearly cover everybody. Mm. Um, if I go in terms of level of engagement that the platforms have created, because I think that's important, I can send 10 messages on Facebook to people and I'll get 10 back within half an hour. Mm. I can send 10 messages on LinkedIn to people. I'll be lucky if I get two back ever. 
Right. And that's <laughs> ever. The, I love that. Two back ever. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's just purely the, the culture that the platforms have created themselves. So I look at that because a lot of what we do is about creating conversations with our networks. And um, if you're not creating conversations, well, there's no point going, well, I've got a thousand LinkedIn connections. Mm-hmm. Well, who cares? <laughs> How many people have you spoken to in right. the past 30 days? Right. If you've spoken to none, well, you've really got no LinkedIn connections. Right. So it's all about having conversations with people because you don't know where that might lead to. Is right. that leading then to a sale? Is that leading to a partner opportunity? Is that leading to just opening doors for one another? Right. You can't do that unless you speak to people. So Facebook, without a doubt, is number one because the engagement culture that it creates, Mm -hmm. it tells people to message you back. It just happens. So if I go Facebook is like a a 100 out of 100, Mm -hmm. then I'd probably go that um, Instagram is probably like a 80 out of 100 in terms of its culture. When you send people messages on Instagram, you get messages back. Um, Then you sort of go back to... To Twitter, when you send messages, direct messages on Twitter, you tend to get the majority of them back. So I sort of look at the platforms in terms of how good are they at creating a culture where you can have conversations with people. Mm-hmm. I think you need to be posting on all of the platforms every single day to be able to get your expertise, your brand, your influencer level out there. But then I go to a whole other level of, well, now we need to be creating conversations. We do, we have just a simple conversation plan that we talk about in terms of we would create 70 conversations a day off social media in which 30 to 40 of those would turn into new opportunities. Mm -hmm. For most people, they only need that to happen one day a month and they've got enough of for themselves. Right. So I, I that's how I sort of look at social media and go, group. there's two areas. There's the uh, put up content area over here, which is all about being seen as the go-to person. But then there's all about the engagement. And if you're on platforms which don't allow the engagement, well, it's pretty pointless. Well, and I think, I think you have some really good points. I think there are some, you know, additional layers that we could add on to there. But as we're talking about that, one of the things that reminds me is, do you know Carrie Phipps? That's the, she's, she's there in Australia too. She wrote a book called Do Talk to Strangers. I'm going to definitely connect the two of you because, um, I think that you would really like her. She's a very personable lady and, and her, she has a really great book that really kind of, uh, adds that extra layer of support on what you're talking about is that connecting, you know, connections are the critical piece. And that's what we're trying to do is is connect and and you know that's what the algorithms are all about they're all about looking and identifying whether or not you're actually connecting with people i i do a talk on it and i say it's like you know if you're slapping a flyer up on somebody's windshield that's what it's like if you just smack information up but you never like comment or share on anything else it's not a conversation this is not it's not you building a business building a brand it's you irritating people people you know they don't mind seeing what you have Michael, feel free to tell people where your website is, how they can get in touch with you while we're waiting for Vicky to come back. Yeah, no, no problem. I'll just, we'll, we'll continue on the, on the social media, um, little chats and, and the importance of, 
yeah, adding a whole a whole new layer of just not connecting with people. Um, I think today it's so easy to be able to to grow your networks without even having to go to networking events. Do I think networking events are useful? Without a doubt. But if you don't have time or you're in an isolated area and you don't get to be able to go to two great conferences in San Diego, social media world and traffic and conversion, unbelievable people there. But you don't have to physically be there. You can easily be around those sorts of people on social media. So rather than just connecting with those people, the best thing to do is then to be able to send them a message and say, hey, thanks so much for connecting with me. Love to know more about you. See, when you start from it, and it, it, it just it tells me the quality of a person that when we connect with somebody and the first thing that they do is send us an essay back of what they do, I just go, eh, you just don't get it because it's not about you trying to sell to me. It's about growing your network and building your network with people who, hey, who knows what they might be able to do down the, down the track. So rather than be really quick to be able to go, oh, this is what I do and come by from me, how about you just open up conversations with people and find out what it is that people do and how you might be able to do things together. So that sort of is a big part of what we talk about uh, within creating partnerships and creating referral teams is there's such an easy way to do it these days. No matter where you live, you can connect with people all over the globe and you can have conversations with people all over the globe also. So um, that sort of just adds a bit more substance to the to that social media conversation as we're waiting for yes. Vicky to come back and join us. Well, I, I appreciate you actually saying that. And one of the things that um, I want to read you is there's a couple of comments here that came yeah, in the good. chat room. And uh, Vicky, Vicky Hankey, who's another Vicky in our lives, she yeah. wants to know what, what your uh, Twitter account is. And then uh, Stacy, she's she's been chatting in here the whole time. She made the comment, love the 30,000 foot view down to the daily view. You have to build a relationship by being involved. And that that is so true. So yeah. and, and I can comment more on that later, but I'd like you to give uh, Vicky your Twitter handle if you can do that. Again. Yeah, lovely. Um, so Vicky, it's just at MCJS business. Um, in fact, there they all are there up on the screen, which is, which is even easier for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so please connect on, on any, any of the platforms that you are on. Uh, we always love uh, having great people in our community and something which you need to be prepared for there, Vicky. We actually will talk to you. So, uh, we, we don't want people just to be in there. We want to have conversations with people and we want to be able to, um, make sure that we are um, having good conversations with people and finding out what people are doing and what they're all about. So we, we certainly talk to all of our guys quite regularly. Um, and, and that comment on, yeah, you've got to be in the, in the relationship game no matter what you do in life. Uh, we've been saying this for a few years and I'm seeing a bit more of other people saying it, so it might be picked up uh, a little bit more now. There's no longer B2B, business to business, or business to consumer, B2C. Business is H to H, human to human. And it's all about um, us humans being able to talk with and interact with other humans, and that's how business gets done. Welcome back, Vicky. 
Well, hello. I don't know what happened. Zoom kicked me out and said that I was just. It looks like it might have happened again. Do you guys see me or not? Do you hear? Okay. okay. There you are. You're back again. You okay, you're me, back now. But now I, you're back. That is so crazy. I have no idea what's happening. Like, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. So, um, and I heard you as I was coming back in talking about H to H, which is Brian Kramer's, you know, Brian Kramer is the one that coined that phrase H to H. And, um, he's been one of our guests on the show and good friends of mine. So I love that because that is exactly what it's about is human to human connection. And I have no idea what you said while I was gone. So I just <laughs> think you're going to have to fill me in. And Stacey, if you could go out and come back in so we can bump Michael back to the box I need a bit. And that would be awesome. I'd really appreciate it. So um, again, you guys are quite an audience. Thank you for hanging with us here because who knows, you know, when technology decides it's going to freak you out, it is just going to, um, it's going to throw you for a curve all over the place. So Michael, what did you share with them that I missed? You can just kind of give me a quick recap. Yeah, we, we talked through um, the importance of creating conversations on social media and okay. uh, we just took that a little bit further from our previous conversation. Oh, fantastic. Well, uh, but in case we get like cut off again, I really want to quickly tell you guys about another one of our sponsors, which is Archon Mounts to make sure I get that in there since um, that is a commitment we have to them. If you guys know that our live streaming gear, I live stream every day and the, you know, right before the broadcast, we go on and I use that TW broadcaster with my iPad as well as my, um, my phone. I go on to Periscope and Facebook Live. So go to archon.com and you guys can use the code FITCHSLAP, F-I-T-C-H-S-L-A-P, which is from my podcast, he said, Red said, where Red is always right. So use that and get 20% off anything. So I hope you guys will definitely join us there. Okay. So Michael, we're coming back and you were talking about partnership club. Um, you know, when I left, we were talking about you being a marketing guru and also your 10 laws of creating a million dollar network. Now you might have already covered all those topics and I can move on, <laughs> but is there anything you'd like to add to those? So, uh, you know, so I can kind of reconnect with you. Yeah, um, that, uh, there's, there's probably not a great deal there, there to, to add. Um, if we're, if, if I sort of, sort of look at where do I think businesses can make the, the, the greatest, quickest impact to their business? Um, and, and it's something which I suppose we've done with every business. So this is the seventh sold six. We've really never, ever spent a cent on marketing. What we've always done is we've looked at how do we leverage into other people's networks to do cross promotions? Mm-hmm. How do we create conversations with people who can open doors for us and get us to great people? Mm-hmm. And really, how do we collaborate? How do you do things with other people? And you don't really ever know the answer to that until you start talking with people. So uh, if I look at how do we grow things quickly? We don't worry about Facebook ads. We don't worry about pay-per-click and SEO. Can they, are they a way? Yep, without a doubt. Um, but you can quite easily, through creating opportunities with other people, get in front of thousands of people every single month who are your target audience. Mm-hmm. The reason I suppose most people don't do it is it takes a bit more time and effort. Mm. And it's whether we want to take that time or effort or whether we just purely want to go, I'm happy to throw money at it. And that's sort of a decision someone gets to make. 
Right. Well, you know, and like you said, sometimes sometimes it, it feels more effective, right, to just throw money at it, even though, you know, like when your time is uh, is kind of uh, faltering, I guess, when you don't have quite enough time. So but I think, like you said, long term over the long term, it makes so much more sense to actually develop those relationships because those leads are not they're not, you know, even warm. They're more of a they're even, I wouldn't even call them necessarily as hot, but they're a comfort lead. They're like people that get to know you regardless of whether they're ready to do business with you. They're ready to connect other people with you. So they're a conduit, right? And so whether or not they're ready to engage at the time is less important than them being, you know, open to being a conduit to sharing the information with other people and being ready to receive it when other people come up with, oh yeah, I need a speaker or I need this or I need that. So, you know, it gives a whole opportunity for people. So... Stay yeah. So it's that conduit piece that, that we want to make sure people are, um, you know, there, I'm just trying to be cognizant of that time here. So we, we are still doing okay on time, but, um, you had said something when I, uh, downloaded your 10 laws of creating a million dollar network. One of the quotes you said was, if you have a great network, you'll always be a success. And I think that that is like a big truth bomb because no matter what's going on, I always tell people you need to be your own market separator that you, you know, especially like in the direct sales industry, for instance, that, you know, there's a hundred people, a thousand people, 10,000 people, a hundred thousand people doing what you do. And so you, what's, what's the scoop, right? We have to make sure that we are doing something differently. The products and services are the same. The products and services that we all have in a direct sales company are going to be the same. So what's going to be different? It's going to be you. So we don't have to worry. That's why I always say get outside the 5,000. You know, stop worrying about the same people everybody else is going after and connect and make it yourself different, which I think is exactly what you're saying is that then when you have these people surrounding you, oh no, you want to get that from Vicky. Oh yeah, you want to get that from Michael. You got it. Yeah, there's other people that might do that, but this is where you need to be. So, would, do you feel that that's been this, your experience as well? Yeah, and, and so true. And as you grow as a person, you're gonna need different and new people who are at the quality that you want. So your network's always gonna change. Um, if, if we think that having the network that we've got today is gonna be the same network we have in 2020, I hope it's not. How much you will have grown by the time 2020 comes means that you need different people around you. So um, I, I see your network as a as a simple funnel. You need to put people in at the top because people are going to be departing down the bottom purely because you've outgrown them, and that's just life. Yeah. And you know, and I know there's going to be some people here that are, are watching. And by the way, I can't see my comments um, refreshing. So if I've missed something, you guys, I really do apologize. But thanks so much for hanging in with us. But you know, what Michael's saying, because I know a lot of you guys get very sensitive about things and they'll send me private messages and saying, Vicky, but you know, well, I don't want to grow. You know, people are people. I'm going to love them forever. You can love people forever, right? Is that you can love them forever. It doesn't mean that you're going to spend all your time with them. Your network will change. The, your growth capacity, learning and growing will change and you do need to expand your horizons. It doesn't mean you leave everybody else in the dust. So don't think that's what he was saying. He's not telling you 
that you abandon the relationships that you formed. He's not telling you you step on their backs and crawl up over them. He's saying that you're going to continue to reach out and grow. That those, you know, it's that whole make new friends, but keep the old one is silver and the other is gold, right? You're just going to continue growing and expanding and spending time with people that allow you to, to grow emotionally and physically, uh, you know, uh, physically might not be the right word, but emotionally and mentally. Um, that, that's what we want. Yeah. Maybe physically. That's right. I'm still working on those, you know, I'm trying to get buff myself out a little. So I might, I might physically grow a little <laughs> if I hang out with the, the right people that'll pop me up. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's down at Venice Beach. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. I'll hang out there for a few weeks and see if I can uh, transform my physique. <laughs> oh my gosh, Michael, you're a hoot. I absolutely love having you on here. Um, so another question that people asked me uh, about about this, like, you know, when they knew that you were coming on, they wanted to know what tips you have for networking for introverts. And then a couple extroverts said, well, hey, wait a minute. What about extroverts? We, you know, we're good at it, but we need to know some tips too. So what tips do you have as people are building networks, whether it's in person or whether it's online? What tips do you have for introverts and extroverts? Yeah, I I think the first one is that people always start with the wrong question. We've been trained to start with the question of, say, tell me more about your business. Tell me more about what you do. Mm -hmm. Well, to me, that's actually not the right question. The right question is, tell me more about you. Mm -hmm. Because when you start with the tell me more about you, you now open up to be able to start on a personal build the trust level rather than the I've got to talk about my business because that's what I've been trained to do level. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because you talk about your business doesn't mean that I'm going to like you or help you in any way. Right. But if I start about the so tell me more about you level and we have things in common, all of a sudden now our relationship can grow much faster mm-hmm. than if it's not. Okay? Mm-hmm. So um, I, whether you're an introvert or extrovert, I think it's getting the right question to start with. Mm-hmm. And, and that is about... Tell me more about you so that we can build the trust because once we build the trust, funny enough, our ears open up also. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, um, and I think most people will have had it, where you're talking to somebody and you know they're not listening, they're looking (laughs) past you, they're looking for the next person, um, all of those wonderful things. Uh Uh-huh, they're like this. Yeah. They're nodding at you. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's exactly, yeah, exactly right. Um, but that's because there's no bond between you for them to listen to you. Right. So, and I know when we first, um, got on and chatted to each other, um, I really didn't care what you did. I cared (laughs) about you. And I started with, so great. So tell me some more about you. And people will naturally start talking about their business. And I can, and then you bring it back, and you just go, "Great! So, what are some things that interest you? What are what are some things that you like doing?" Mm-hmm. And now, all of a sudden, your conversations will flow really, really easily and smoothly. That for introvert people, they go, "Oh, wow, this is really easy." And for extrovert people, it gives them another layer of um, connection that they can learn really quickly. Is this someone who I then want to be around, or is this someone who I don't? And either way is fine, but at least you're going to find out in five minutes rather than 
60 minutes. Right. <laughs> you know, I love that. And, and I have to say is that, you know, when people are asking these questions, one of the things I do want to share that I, I bet you'll concur with, but feel free to disagree if, if you do, Michael, is that when you meet someone and then you ask them about themselves or, or their business, it doesn't even matter. I, I agree with you asking about the person is a much more effective way of communicating and, and finding some common ground. But some people are so geared when they're at a networking event. They're going to talk about their business. They're going to leave with a lead. They're going to get bounced off the card like an ATM machine. They think yeah. that, you know, passing out their cards is going to be the success thing. And when you ask them, they take a deep breath and they dump like, <gasps> you know, they just, they throw out either everything about their business that you don't even want to know, everything about their personal life and how it's falling apart, everything about like surgeries that like, people, there is a line of TMI, you know, too much information. Like we want to share information. We want to share tips and tricks and and pieces. Like you said, hobbies and a little bit about your family. You don't want to take a deep breath and just go because it doesn't support either person in the relationship. Do you agree, Michael, or disagree? Feel free, like I said, to let me have it if you disagree. Yeah, um, it's the worst thing you could possibly do. <laughs> okay. uh, and, and I think, well, this is what they say all today. Right. Oh, yeah. That's what everyone's going there to do. Uh, so no one's waking up that morning going, oh, I'm going to this networking event to buy today. So therefore, everyone's going there to sell no one's going there to buy, and therefore, <laughs> no one listens to each other. So I tend to go, I want to go to a networking event and try to find four to six great people to have a conversation with that following day, second day, mm-hmm. where we can work out how do we help each other. Yeah. If we, had, if we went to networking events to find collaborative partner opportunities, mm-hmm. networking events would be so much more fun to go to and you would achieve so much more than trying to go to networking events to sell to people. No one's there going, I'm ready to buy today. So therefore, <laughs> it's not real effective. Well, I agree with you. And I think the other part is that, um, like for me, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm an, um, a certified partner with Infusionsoft. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of utilizing, you know, CRM programs and, and putting in established pieces where when I go to a networking event, I want to connect with them. And I, I do take a picture of their business card. When they want to connect, I'll say, Hey, you know what? Let me just snap this. Uh, I will, you'll get an email automatically letting you know, you know, my schedule and how we can connect. I'd love to actually have lunch or, you know, have a phone call, something where you're connecting with them and then just pop it in and allow high tech to allow you to be high touch because sometimes those things, those, those, meetings the next day or whatever aren't going to work out, but it gives you an opportunity to have them in that funnel, like you said, you know, and start sifting through and finding out when you guys can get together and, and connect and, and even to have a few key things, you know, like for, for me, sometimes I might meet somebody that wants to be on the podcast or someone that wants a, you know, a free consultation or something. So it just kind of targets out. It says here, if you're interested in the podcast, you know, thanks so much. It was great to meet you. Um, here's a couple key points in case, and I'm, I'd love to schedule a time with you because that's otherwise I wouldn't even bother snapping the card, right? And and tagging it. Let you know, here's the things. If they want to be on the podcast, they can click that and fill that out. But you know, the whole underlying message is how can we connect and find out how we can serve each other? Would you know do you do something similar? Yeah. Um it's been a little while since I've been to a networking event. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh, uh, from 
Where I generally go, so let's just say I've met Vicky at a networking event. Uh, so first thing is I always want to talk first. So I would be, oh, hi, I can see your name badge. Hi, Vicky. Uh, my name's Michael. Uh, tell me a little bit more about you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the first thing. So now I let you talk. Mm-hmm. I don't need to talk about me. I already know about me. Right. What I want to do is find out about you to go, are you someone that I want to talk to later on today or tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that I'm concentrating on to start with. So when you start talking, I'll now start asking questions so that I get a better understanding of do I like you? Do I want to get to know you? Do I trust you? And if I can answer yes there and we've got sort of similar networks or we've got similar types of things, then I'll go, hey, do you know what, Vicky? I know we want to meet lots of people um, t- tonight. So how about I just grab your card, I'm going to shoot you through an email and let's find a time to have a quick little um, call on the phone and see how we might be able to do some things together. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And now we move on to another person. Right. Okay? So I, most people, it's too easy for them to get stuck with the same group of two or three people for the whole night. Right. Well, why did you bother going? Um, you, you've got to be able to pretty much meet every single person in that room right. so that you can find your four, five, six people to go, great, here are the people who I want to organise phone calls with because that's the other mistake that people organize coffee catch-ups. Mm-hmm. You don't have enough time to have coffee catch-ups with everybody. Right. And you think 10, 15 minutes in traveling, our body clocks a program to have a coffee for 60 minutes, then another <laughs> traveling time home. In I'm the U.S., I think we're programmed for like two hours, like three yeah, hours. Right. Women, <laughs> if it's women, it's three hours. <laughs> yeah. So in the end, I can only do one or two of them a day. Right. And I can easily have six phone calls that take me 10 minutes and can get so much more done. So I think the networking event is the is a great spot for you to meet the right sorts of people. Right. Then bring them back into phone conversation on how we can do things together mm-hmm. and you enhance your relationship that way. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's absolutely true. Like I said, I think that sometimes we go towards, um, we lean towards the longer, uh, you know, the longer time period when it doesn't really serve us well. And, and again, for women, especially, uh, you know, I can't speak as much for men, but for women, especially because relationships are so critical and important. Sometimes they do feel like they're, they're, they feel this fear that they're putting people off or they're not spending time with them. And, you know, I'm here as a woman, as an entrepreneur to remind them, you know, just like, you know, this is not your time for, for visiting. Like it doesn't mean you can't visit, but that time is to identify if you know, like, and trust these people. And I know when you met me, Michael, you said, yes, I know her. Yes, I like her. Yes, I trust her. Yes, I want to hang out. I know you did. <laughs> you know, so I guess we're having fun with that. But the the fact is, is that you do get to know very quickly. And when you're at a networking event, thank thank you, Stacey. When you're at a networking event that you get to that you need to move on quickly from people who are what um Dr. Tom Barrett calls George Bushing all over you, where they're just throwing all this information on top of you. And you know, you need to move on because it's not gonna serve you. They're not ready to even listen about anything. All they're doing is telling you about information you don't even care about because it doesn't mean you don't care about them. I mean, I remember I went to this networking event and um, 
my son walked up because he had just busted his teeth uh, from, you know, his scooter accident. And he's like, mom, didn't the doctor say I need a mouth guard? And they had something that looked like this. And so the guy says, well, that isn't a mouth guard. That is. And he proceeded for 30 minutes to tell me about this thing that we have no need or desire for. And he wouldn't stop talking. I go, okay, well, thank you. And we start walking off. He goes, but you don't know, you don't need this, but, and he just start. I mean, it just prattled on. So I think people get so like prepared to deliver their information like a barracuda that they're going to, they're going to make sure that not only do you listen, but that you leave like um, entranced in whatever it is that they've got going on. And I think that's some of the big mistakes people make is that they actually abuse you. They beat you up with the information. Not only did you not hear it, but now you don't even want to ever see them again. <laughs> yeah, no, so, so true. And that probably starts from, understanding why you're actually going to the event. Mm-hmm. And, and if you've got a clear goal of why you're going, and if your goal is purely to create sales, that's not the reason why you should be going, um, then sometimes you can walk in and out of a networking event within 15 minutes because right. you've achieved the goal. Right. Most people, however, float and just go, well, I'm turning up and I hope something happens. Right. And nine times out of 10, um, it's a waste of their time. Right. I, I would agree. Cause like you said, they have no, they, if you're going to just visit, then fine. Then just, I guess, own that and say, I'm just going to hang out. I'm not really there to network. I'm just hanging out. But if you're there to actually network, I love your plan of action. Um, so, you know, there is, a, there's a lot of things that, you know, you have speaking engagements that you're all over the place. Is there a place that people can identify and know where you're going to speak, where you're going to talk and when you have events? Cause I believe you hold events here and in Australia. Isn't that true? Yeah, it is. Um, probably, probably the best thing to do. Um, MichaelGriffiths.com.au is is uh, my site, so that allows people to pretty much stay up to date with things that that we've got going on and things that we're doing. So that's probably the best way um, through there to connect and see what what's taking place. Um, yes, and then through social media, people can always find out the stuff that we've got happening and going on because uh, we'll always keep people informed there too. So connecting with us there is uh, a great starting point. Um, as certainly off that uh, michaelgriffiths.com.au site where you're talking about the million-dollar network and so forth, mm-hmm. people can grab a referral success kit, which is exactly the documents, the PDFs that you're talking about. Yeah. And that, cause you have that on your resources pages, right? Cause we actually, um, do have at the end, when we're done, we're going to actually put up a, a social media card that says your social media handles and it tells the website. And we'll also put that in the show notes, but you have a whole resources page that delivers, you know, that a, a bunch of information. And by the way, I have forgotten to remind you guys that we are doing this tweet draw that Michael is giving something away. So make sure that you grab the link here, tweet it out on Twitter using the hashtag refer me seven. R-E-F-E-R-M-E-1-7 because at the end of the broadcast, we will be actually choosing a winner that that, uh, and then we'll just have to uh, get your, we'll get a little information privately from you afterwards so you can take ownership of that. But there are a lot of really great resources that you're giving away to help people to build a business and a brand. Um, you know, Michael, do you have, what are your favorites there? The 30 day, what was the, or what was the, 
the items that you were just talking about? Um, so the referral success kit, and, and that there is just um, so our, our main website, referralmarketingguru.com.au forward slash resources. Pretty much just about most things there. I think there's three webinars up there on how to build your community, how to build referral teams, how to use your networks more effectively. So they're all going to be great things to be able to watch. Um, the success kit, the referral training manual, how to grow your network with the right sorts of, sorts of people, pretty much all of those res- resources sit on that page. And so your the events that you have, that notations that are your yeah, so, networking. So Partnership Club is, is our global club. We've got um, where pretty much people in the Southern Hemisphere come to Sydney, people in the Northern Hemisphere come to LA, and we're looking at opening up London maybe in October. But no, we have people from New York, Boston, parts of Canada um, who all come and join us every second month over in beautiful LA. Um, just then during the winter time, it's a little bit warmer and it's a bit nicer than, than, than over on the east. Um, but during the summertime, it's not too hot either. So um, it's, it's nice. So yeah, people join us. Uh, we've got people who come in from the UK at the moment. People who come in from all over, all over the US and come and join us um, for, for two days of building their referral teams and growing their networks and learning how to generate more business through referrals. Well, and I think that again, like you had said before, if, if people understood how to utilize the people that they already know and build the contacts off of those people and start building relationships, they wouldn't really be in a drought for leads or for business because they'll be working that business and not like, you know, going to an event, getting 30 or, or sometimes big events, you know, getting hundreds of leads that they can never actually get through. And by the time they do get through them, those people already forgot who they were, where your method is really trickling people in to where they're always in a warm consistency and they're always in, in that op- opportunity where you can build an actual relationship instead of, you know, just, um, you know, as, as someone put it once, you know, it's the ATM, like you're passing out your cards and hoping cash comes out, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> no. no, very true. So what has been your, you, you had six other businesses. What has been, what were these other businesses and what was your favorite one uh, before you started this? Yeah, um, so we started off with an education centre providing tutors to people's homes. Uh, we've pretty much had um, health, health nutrition products, mineral makeups, cosmetics, um, through to children's toy centres, marketing business, and then onto onto um, niching down into into referral marketing. Um, I think the others really saw a gap and a hole to fill a market where this is, this is what makes me excited. Um, being able to teach people and show people how easy it is to generate business without having to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on, on marketing, um, excites me. Um, because it's nothing difficult. Um, as long as you're a person, whether you don't have great people skills, whether you're a bit shy, whether you're out there, um, the, the, the simple process of it all works. And, and that's what I think is really nice. So um, this is what wakes me up at quarter to five every morning without an alarm. I'm excited <laughs> for, for the day to start. 
I love that. I love it because that's true. That's what I always, um, we're always trying to help people. I always say, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong, right? You've got to, you have to have something that you're connected with. And let's face it though. We all have bad days. I know your days are probably all perfect, but mine aren't. I love what I do, but oh my gosh, there are days when I feel like smacking my head against the wall and saying, really? Really? <laughs> and so we have to then remember the fun and find the people and the relationships that we've developed to go, oh yeah, now I remember why I'm doing what I do because these people are amazing. They're, I mean, they have, they bring so much to your life, so much depth, so much breadth, you know, they just, they create, you know, relationships are created and those relationships are what change who we are as people that, that it, we don't stay the same, right? We will continue to be changed by the people that spend time with us. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So, um, as we're looking at this, so you do when, what do you like? What is the next action? If somebody wanted to reach you and, and like I said, we'll put the website up. What would they do? What do you recommend for an entrepreneur? What step, what program? Is it a course that they take or you recommend this, the, the program you were just talking about, the market or the partnership club? What is it that you would recommend people who are wanting yeah. to build a business and a brand? The, the first thing I'd be doing is, um, just simply shooting us through, shooting us through a message. Okay. And um, from there, it makes it really easy to see what someone's got going on, what they're doing, what they're trying to achieve, and then we can point them in the right direction. So um, whether someone's just starting, whether someone's uh, got a business with teams, they're different things for different people. So best in, reach out, and then from there, we can point people in the right direction. And you want them to uh, reach you where and how? You want them to send you an email? You want them to go to your Facebook page? Where Where would be the next step for them? Yeah, um, from the website, you can fill in. You can fill in any of the forms. Um, okay. You can reach us on social media. These days, everything comes to me so easily. So, whatever way someone would like to be able to connect, please um, do so because we will certainly see it and get get to you straight away. Well, and that is awesome. And you guys, I want to remind you again, and those of you guys who have downloaded this broadcast on iTunes or Stitcher, we really do appreciate you guys being here and and dealing with, you probably didn't even recognize because Michael is such a pro. I'm sure he just jumped. I really am super excited that uh, you guys downloaded this podcast. And I hope that you guys will go see episode 35 of Vicki Fitch Live A Fresh Perspective. You can see it at VickiFitch.com. You'll be able to see it on YouTube. Uh, we will have links to it all over the place, including Facebook.com slash VickiFitch one, which is where we actually push this broadcast to uh, twice a week. So I want you guys to remember that. Check it out so you can come see this adorable Aussie man that uh, is sharing his smile with us and his uh, the light in his eyes and the way he expresses himself is really, really special. So we definitely want you to connect and see that. And we want you guys that are live on this broadcast right now to make sure you grab the link, tweet it out to um, the hashtag referme17, R-E-F-E-R-M-E, one seven, and that is only for the live people because in just a few minutes, we have about 10 minutes left of the broadcast. So in about six minutes, we are going to actually be picking a winner right here live. So if you guys will grab the link again for me and share it out, share out this broadcast. Again, we've had some definite difficulties, but we appreciate you guys being here and, um, and being, you know, super loyal fans and, and people that want to bring value to our life as well as let us bring value to yours. So, um, we always bring up to Michael every Everybody has a favorite quote and you had a favorite quote that we pulled up and that was, it's your quote and it's help someone else before asking for help. And I really love that because 
you know, it's really about giving, right? It's about you delivering value before you're asking for value. And so like, you know, you're the epitome of that when you said, I just, I connect with people and say, Hey, tell me about you, you know, and then find out how can I help you? And then it actually automatically, they want to know the same thing for you because they want to connect and they want to, you know, be part of a relationship and they will respect, you know, where you've gone with that. Yeah. So, so true. And I think that ensures that we get the right sorts of people around us, mm-hmm. because if someone doesn't value that, then we're not going to get along. Um, <laughs> if you're more focused on yourself than anything else, yeah, we'll last about two minutes before I've had enough of you. So <laughs> um, at least that allows us to get the right sorts of people around us more often than not. Right. Well, and I, I think that that is where a lot of people stumble is where they realize that somebody's not a good fit. That, uh, I, my friend Q, the brand, she calls it the me monster, you know, where, where you'll ask them and then they don't care about you. All they want to know is how you can help them. Well, here, let me tell you, this is what I need. And they just kind of start rattling off, you know, who they want you to connect them with, that they want to be on your podcast. They want you to do this. They want you to, and you're thinking, Oh, Okay, well, those are all super things, but I'm just curious, did you like me? Or is it really just my, my reputation, my audience, my friends, my connection? What is it that you want? I mean, are, are we friends or is it, you know, cause you, you, all of a sudden you start feeling like you're disposable, but your connections or what you have to offer is not. And wow, what an empty feeling that is. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Right. I, I just don't, I just don't like that. I always go, wow. Like, Ouch. You know, <laughs> I, I kind of think I'm a nice person and yet you have just actually completely discarded me. <laughs> but that's, I think, the sad part. I think some people do, they, they are all about themselves. They haven't learned, they haven't grown enough to identify that there is other value in the world besides themselves. Yeah, no, correct. Uh, and it's a simple, simple mindset. There is so much abundance that when you when you simply try to help others, you'll always be looked after, and it's just a, a simple way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so, you guys, if you didn't get the message before, you can go to uh, is it you want them to go to referralmarketingguru.com.au slash resources or michaelgriffiths.com? There's there's both. So, okay. uh, if you want the resources page, go to referralmarketingguru.com.au forward slash resources. Uh, just a page to see everything that's coming up and coming on and connecting with us. MichaelGriffiths.com.au works perfectly fine too. Okay. So we definitely, you guys definitely want to connect with those uh, places if you, and we're about to do the drawing. So if you guys have not, um, tweeted that out yet, the refer me 17 hash using the hashtag refer me 17, you want to do that now. And I'm going to pull this up. Um, while Michael drops some other knowledge bomb, drop some knowledge bomb on them. Like Michael, what do you think that a, a group of entrepreneurs would want to know right now? Like if you, if you were speaking in front of a group of, you know, small business entrepreneurs, what would you share, what would be one of the highlights that you haven't already shared yet? What would you share with them? Um, I I think it's really easy to get caught up in today's world with so many new shiny things. Like everywhere you look, someone is talking about do this over that or do this because that's better than this. And it's really easy to end up doing nothing just by simply listening to all the noise that's out there. Mm-hmm. So even though I think social media is a fantastic tool to use for your business, mm-hmm. I'm probably lucky if I spend yeah more than five minutes probably going through our newsfeed purely because it's just so 
make a list of your A activities. Mm-hmm. What are the activities that are going to move you forward day in, day out? So when I sort of look at my A activities, they're things like I've got to do a live feed. I've got to do a video for our YouTube channel. I've got to be able to speak to X number of partners. I've got to be able to, and I've got a list of all the activities that will actually move our business forward rather than your pretend A activities, which mm-hmm. are actually your B, C, and D activities. Mm-hmm. I think we get stuck doing too many of them rather than just concentrating on the A activities. Mm-hmm. You can't do your A activities unless you know what they are. So you probably need to get a list of what they are so that you can do them more often. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a great thing. And Vicki Hankey actually put earlier, she uses the ABCD system for her network is A plus will refer you the worth more time. By the time they move to D, it's for delete. <laughs> They're not referring and not engaging. So I love that tie into your activities as well as the people you meet is, you know, identifying, you know, who is and who isn't really, you know, kind of contributing to what you've got going on. So I do have our winner. I use tweet draw comp- by competition agency and our winner is, and I don't know if she's still with us or not, Miss Stacy Brayuka. Stacy, um, Stacy actually has her first podcast on Thursday. I am actually her first guest. I'm super excited to be that. So Stacy, I don't know if you're here, but congratulations, sweetheart. I will uh, get your information to Michael and, um, you know, you are definitely someone that is ready to utilize what you've got going on for building connections. You are a, a networker at heart. And I'd love for you to have um, this challenge that he's got going on that will give you some additional leg up in building a business and a brand. Um, so reminding you guys really quick. So we have for the next two weeks, we don't or it's a week and a half. We don't have any shows. I will be out of town. I will be at the Icon um, conference and then finishing up my book. And our next broadcast is actually Vicky Fitch Live, Evict Bully in Your Head with Hillary Silver on May 8th, I believe it is, or May 3rd. Excuse me. Thank you, Randall, for putting that up. So I'm super excited about that. I also wanted to remind you guys that you know that we're still on the hunt for heal although we're wrapping that up i have a couple more people that want to come on but we're wrapping it up but if you are interested in being the he on he said red said where red is always right you can go to he said red said.com and uh, fill out your application click on the button there that says you think that you'd be a good he tell me why you think you'd be a good he and uh, we will check that out like i said we're going to be making a decision here shortly and i have to tell you there is one very very forward front runner of what people are really excited about for the new heat for the show. So I appreciate you guys being here. Um, you know, Michael, is there anything that you want to tell people in this last uh, minute or so about you, about your business, about, you know, anything, anything that you missed sharing with them? No, um, just look forward to, to connecting with people. Hopefully we've had a, a great time and got some great value and um, we will sort of say hello to the people who'd like to say hello. But thank you very much for having us on board. Oh my gosh. It was so fun. I really do appreciate having you here. And those again of you guys who have downloaded the podcast via iTunes or Stitcher or Blog Talk Radio, we thank you for being here. Definitely go check out episode 35 of, right, was it 35? I always, yes, 35 with Michael Griffiths of Vicky Pitch Live, A Fresh Perspective. And um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm going to introduce myself really quick. Guys, my name is Vicky Fitch. I am a direct sales expert. I've been in the industry 20 years, top 10 sales and recruiting internationally for more than a decade. I've also built and sold four companies. I'm an 
author, a speaker, and an international business consultant helping you to get outside the 5,000 to turn your passion into your profits. So I really do appreciate you guys being here. If you want a free consultation, you can go to vickifitch.com forward slash 20. And I do live stream every day, typically at 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, on I do Facebook Live as well as Periscope. And I want to remind you until the next time I see you to dream it, believe it, and achieve it.